Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Steven Universe Future, which we'll be t- getting into right now. I'm your host, Alice Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Ali Martin. Hi. Uh, you can find out more about our podcast, including our previous Steven Universe Future coverage at OverlyAnimated.com. You can always subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app by searching for Overly Animated. And you can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, if you look for our podcast, you'll know that we previously did an analytical episode on some of our immediate reactions to the Steven Universe Future series finale, uh, which you can go back to if you want to hear a more in-depth conversation on that. But at the end of that podcast, we hinted at a potential follow-up focusing more on our emotional connections to the show and how it's affected us over the years of being with Steven Universe. Uh, Justin referred to this as a sap cast, and I think that'll be a good summation of the vibe of this particular episode. We'll be getting a bit more emotional about things. Uh, The way this is going to work, we're going to be going through our co-hosts here, and we'll also be reading through some of the thoughts sent in from other co-hosts who weren't able to be here at this moment. Um, But before we dive into that, we have two co-hosts here, Delaney and Allie, who weren't on the series finale podcast, so we'll also give you guys uh, a chance to briefly react to how you felt watching that. Um, Delaney, let's go to you first. Uh, How how did you feel watching the series finale? So, not not that I would say I disliked Steven Universe Future, but I I didn't really know how to feel about it, really. Like, I was kind of on the fence... Some of the newer episodes, I thought, were kind of, like, I was like, why are we doing this? What am I getting out of it? What is Steven getting out of it? What are we, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. So the beginning was a little confused, like, the beginning of of Steven Universe Future, I mean. And around the middle, I was like, I don't know, like, I'm, I don't know. And so I think the finale, what it did was really cement to me what Steven Universe Future was about. And I think it makes me overall feel better about the series, like, of uh, Steven Universe Future in particular, because Steven Universe itself ended spectacularly. And so I, for me, Steven Universe Future, like, I guess it's, it's almost like a short and sweet, like, emotional, like, it's just as important in the, like, we got, what, I don't even know how many episodes we got in Steven Universe Future, like, was it 10? 20. 20? Okay. So we get 20 episodes of Steven Universe Future. That's like barely a fraction of the amount of Steven Universe episodes we have. And so I think it's almost like there's the entirety of Steven Universe. And now we have Steven Universe Future. And it's kind of like this little like, I don't know. It's like, this is a terrible metaphor. And I don't know why I'm picking it. So I apologize. (laughs) But it's like. Steven Universe is like, I don't know, going like six rounds in a fight, and the Steven Universe future is just the knockout. And so for me, that's really like, it. I think, I don't know, it's so hard. Like, that's they're very analogy. different, but they're the same. And so, like, I don't know, I do, the finale really, I mean, it's hard to say that the finale was like, you know, if you break it down episode by episode, it's hard to really evaluate, but it, because it's definitely something like, they, these four episodes definitely feel like more of something you need to watch all at once. And I I really enjoyed it. Now, do, do I think necessarily that all of Steven Universe Future was, like, amazing? Not necessarily. But I do think the finale... I'm not going to say I cried or anything. Because for me, I cried a lot watching Steven Universe. I went through a lot as a person watching Steven Universe. Which we'll get and into. <laughs> right. And Steven Universe Future, for me, and the finale, I was at peace. And I think that was... It was an interesting thing to get from a finale. Like, I was like, this is good. Like, I'm I'm good. So I think, to me, this is kind of like The Legend of Korra. When The Legend of Korra ended, I mean, there was a lot of screaming when Korra ended, but <laughs> it was just this overwhelming feeling of peace. And I think I've only gotten that one other time, other than Korra, would be when Avatar ended. So I think Steven's definitely up there for me, and just this, like, just... It's so rare that something ends and you're not, like, super mad about it or it's, like, there's not something missing. Like, Steven Universe Future ended and I'm, like, I'm a better person for watching it. And I think the finale was just this incredible culmination of, like, what it is to be human and the characters. And I think it was, 
Obviously, it was ridiculous because you thought it was a kaiju battle and they just hugged it out. But like, it was great. <laughs> it was extremely Steven Universe. So I, I definitely, I would say, I guess Steven Universe Future, the finale really made me feel a lot better about Steven Universe Future in general. And also, it was just, just this overwhelming feeling of peace, which is just nice, especially right now because society is like terrible. Okay, okay. That, 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 that's an interesting perspective on the finale. I, I don't think we really had represented that much on the initial podcast. So I'm glad to hear a, a more uh, even keel <laughs> reaction to it. Um, Ali, how about you? When, when, how, how, how are your emotions going during the series finale? Well, it's no secret to you guys and people who have listened to podcasts about Steven that I've been on before that I was waiting basically for this finale because it was all at least Steven Universe Future was culminating up to Steven needs help, he really needs help, and he needs to like break down to get that help. So it was really everything I was expecting and kind of more. In the third part, I really just broke down. I was crying and then crying laughing in between the commercials. I think I maybe <laughs> had the opposite um, experience that Delaney had because with Steven Universe, when I was watching it, like, she said before, it had like probably over a hundred episodes. It had five seasons. And then when Change Your Mind came out, it kind of felt, the first time I watched it anyway, it felt very like satisfying, but everything got wrapped up too easily and too quickly. And in this sense, because there were like less episodes of Steven Universe Future, it felt more real and like less compacted or, or compact into like a rushed finale. But um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I there are I'm, we're gonna talk about it. I'm sure there are some things that are lacking. Like I wish we got to see more of volleyball instead of the trolling we got from Rebecca covering her eye. Um, I but overall, I just it, I think it was like as perfect as it could have been because it just really finished Stephen's story of like coming into his own at the age he's at and. Watching Steven Universe, like, we kind of all sort of grew up with it, for lack of a better term, even though we were, like, all in our 20s by then. And with this, it feels... I don't want to compare it to BoJack, but it's, like, so dark in that way. I mean, like, we, I'm we, still... we did compare it to BoJack in that initial mm-hmm. podcast, so you're not wrong. <laughs> that was how I felt really watching this whole second... Is this, like, a follow-up series? Yeah, yeah. Epilogue series? That. Epilogue series, yeah. Which is what... I love about it so much and we're gonna I'm gonna compare it to Avatar and Korra too I haven't felt this way about a show since that or Bojack but I think probably Steven Universe is like it has it's touched me in a way neither of those shows have or none of those three shows have and I also think I'm a better person for having watched it I'm glad I picked it up in 2015 after Korra ended because I don't think I'd be the person I am today without it well, th- thanks for, for giving us your reactions on, on the finale. And like you mentioned, all of us have uh, spent a, a while watching this show to the point where some of us can say we grew up with, with the show. And so because of that, all of us have different emotional connections uh, to Steven Universe. And that's what, what's going to be our, our main focus uh, of this podcast. Um, the prompt that I gave the co-host was to think about a specific theme or episode that especially touched you at some point during the show. So we'll let somebody go through their their experience with Steven Universe, and then we might uh, the rest of us might chime in if there's something we connect to, and we'll be able to go around the horn using that format. Um, during a long and uh, labored deliberation before the podcast, we've decided that Delaney goes first. So uh, <laughs> very long, very long, yeah, yeah, it was it, so it, long. It, it was a lot of rock paper scissors uh, everything. Um, <laughs> Uh, Delaney, so let, let's go to you first. Uh, what What's something specific that you felt Steven Universe uh, affected you while, while you were watching the show? I do want to say, like Ali, that um, like Steven Universe was like my show after Korra. So that was de- so that's definitely like a like influence. Like it's one of those like emotional roller coaster. More, let's go, just mm-hmm. continue on. But um. So part of that, so again, I, Cora, I realized I liked girls during Cora. Hey. And so then Steven Universe was kind of that whole, like, 
gay, like, I was the baby gay during Steven Universe. And now I am a junior deluxe gay, I guess. Like, I'm not really sure. You're very close to being full-fledged. I'm almost point. a full-fledged yeah. gay. When I get married to my fiancé, we will be full gays. Unsure, but <laughs> close. But, uh, so, junior deluxe gay right here. And so, I was a baby gay during the time of Steven Universe, but... Okay, enough joking aside. Legitimately, though, so part of not only finding who I am and relating to, like, such queer content, I struggle from mental illness, and I have talked about this a lot on the podcast. I'm very open about it. I have OCD, and I have a definitely generalized anxiety disorder and probably just a little bit of a touch of a panic disorder. And something that Steven Universe has not only done like for me personally, but it's also something that is very important to mine and my fiance's relationship is the episode. Here comes the thought. Mm-hmm. And the song itself is not only gorgeous and amazing and, but it means a lot to me and her personally. I, so again, with something with OCD, a lot of people think, you know, it's cleaning or whatever that it's some people that it's how OCD manifests. Um, a real very prominent and really horrifying kind of symptom of OCD is intrusive thoughts. And that to me is what here comes the thought is about. It's not only about having anxiety. It's also about these intrusive thoughts. And for me, that song, it's kind of like freeing. And also I use it to calm down. Like when I'm stressed out, I play it and it helps me calm down. Uh, when my fiance and I first started dating, she painted me um, a picture with the lyrics from here comes the thought. And I treasure it when we are not having a wedding. This isn't because of like current events. This was decided before. But when we thought we were having a wedding, we were going to walk down the aisle to Here Comes a Thought. So I just want to like, it's literally like the instrumental version. We didn't have to have the lyrics, but you know. I mean, that's like (laughs) You have to have Estelle sing at your wedding. Right? Right? (laughs) Let's bring her in. Estelle, if you're listening... Right, Estelle. So, just so you know, um, but yeah, that the song really means a lot to me. I mean, I mean, so much. Like, I'm not even just because, like, you know, yes, obviously, I knew I was going to be on this pod today, but like, I mean, last night I was like flipping out, and I was like, "Can you please play Here Comes a Thought for me before I go to bed?" To my fiance, who then dutifully played it on her phone for me, and like, it's just there's so much, and this is and this isn't just in Here Comes a Thought. This is definitely a theme throughout Steven Universe. And I think that's why I gravitated so much towards Garnet, not just because she's a literal embodiment of being a lesbian relationship, since that's what she is, but also Garnet is such a calming and soothing presence. And and to the point of like ridiculousness sometimes. But I really like that has really had a huge impact on me and my mental health. And like here comes the thought is definitely something I've been able to use to explore. And Steven Universe has always been a safe place. And just, you know, having that queer representation, especially when you're coming into your own, and just that, you know, dealing with anxiety and, you know, everyone can have their own interpretations and what I think is definitely OCD. And we know they deal with mental illness on the show. And then also, like, kind of leading back into Steven Universe future, I've really grown up with Steven, and it sounds weird because I'm, like, significantly over older than Steven, but by that same token and I had tweeted about this was that I have obviously without like gym nonsense I have followed the same path as Steven not to the extent of like physical trauma but like this whole like realizing that you're not okay and that it's okay to get help and then coming into that acceptance I can say that I am for probably a year or two now I have I'm post Steven, like I'm post where he is in Steven Universe Future. I think that's part of what brought me so much peace. I think when Steven Universe Future ended is that like I'm happy and Steven can be happy too. And I think that's a really comforting thought. And also it's just so validating. 
Thank you, Delaney, for yeah. that. That was really, really well done. Um, I will say, um, with regards to the connections with, with mental illness, uh, I'm in a similar place uh, with you, Delaney, in that Steven Universe's future, to me, came at a it comes at a time where I feel like I'm a little post that, but I definitely recognize myself that I was right. in at a time yeah. in Steven's place. Um, somewhat related to that, like early earlier in the show, I mean, Amethyst also like has some connections of like going through yes. like, the mental, uh, mental oh, yeah. connections in terms of, like and the clothing. right and the insecurity. Like it's so relatable, right? So like Stephen, Stephen is the main focus, but I think that the show has all from from the beginning has had bits and pieces where those of us who have dealt with the different kinds of mental illnesses can connect to and see how the show like positively shows different coping strategies over the course to the point of like being as direct as here comes a thought where that's like literally <laughs> a, 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 a demonstrating a coping method there. So um, I, I think a lot of people in that situation uh, connect to Steven Universe in different ways. And here comes a thought seems to be the, the headliner because I've heard a lot of people connect to, to that episode in particular. Um, I don't know if M Michelle or Ali, you have anything to add here? So many things. <laughs> <laughs> Give us one. Give us yeah. one thing, Ali. Well, I, I want to talk about the music, first of all, because not only are the lyrics, you know, very poignant is that am i pronouncing that right yeah, yeah. Like, they're just yeah. done so well in the way each character has their own instrument and the way they complement each other when they're singing together or when they even fuse into a new gem it's just so perfect and it's they're all everybody who worked on the show is just they're they have such talented creative big wet brains and i love them so much <laughs> Okay, big wet. Did you say wet? <laughs> yes, wet? Because that's the proper term. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I like it. It's we want a brain to be wet, not visual. hard. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do I like have a lot of other stuff to add, but that's like about different themes. Yeah, but like focusing on here, on here comes a thought. Yeah, like the music itself is also just like really nice too. Um, yeah. But, but we'll, we'll go to you, Allie, since you're next on the decided order here. Um, well, what's a particular theme or episode that connected with you over the course of the show? Okay, well, there are a bunch of episodes, and I don't want to be that person, but I do have to bring it back to Korra and Avatar. Well, I, mostly just Korra. I, I, I think everyone's going to bring it back yeah, to it at some point. Totally so. Well, because, so, you know, everyone knows how I it like ended. Korra podcast. It's okay. It's yeah, expected. yeah. It's true. Um, so, yeah, it ended with queer relationship, but more importantly for me, at the time, well, at the time and even now, it season four focused on mental illness, right? So going into Steven Universe... I had already known about Garnet. I got spoiled, so I was like, okay, I'll start for I did. I the gay. Shook it. I know, I'm really sad that I didn't go in blind, but people were watching. I was dating someone at the time who recommended me the show because of that, so I was like, okay, I'll watch, and then I really got into it for the music. And then I think some. it was an episode in st season one, I'm going down my list, The Test was the first time that Steven really started to like be super self-sacrificial and be like an extreme empath and not really lose his self-identity but you know he's you really see it is just wrapped up in what the gems expect of him what he expects of himself on top of that because of his mom and for me other than like the lgbt um different well also yeah lgbt and different two different gems being like interracial relationships is so important for for me the more important thing was um self-identity, self-esteem, and improvement, that theme, because it's just, I don't want to say I do it a lot, but I've struggled with it for a long time since probably middle school. I still struggle with it now. And just watching Steven go through that in Steven Universe up until the end and through Steven Universe future is very cathartic. And you kind of like, I don't want to say live through vicariously because it's not something you want to go through, but it's very... <laughs> It's it's nice to have that validity watching a a character go through the same things you've been going through, and it's it was done so well with the relationship with him and his mom, and I really liked how um, he and Amethyst kind of also bonded over their self worth, and you can see how close they are, and they um, like in the movie she gets her memories back first because they were able to bond more easily, and she treats him with the most respect, and like maturity out of everybody throughout the series 
I don't know. It, it's, there's so much. I have a lot of notes, but that's really, that was number one for me because I didn't expect that. And I don't know why, because like I always go into especially animated television nowadays thinking like, okay, this is going to be heavy and I'm ready for it. But I didn't expect that from this because the first season was very lighthearted until like around the thirties. And then it just got like yeah, way um, out of control. And I was like hooked. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. It uses the word self identity because I, I think the the beauty of Steven universe is that it does deal with identity throughout its show. And that can be applied in so many different ways, right? Like we've already talked a little with Delaney, like queer identity, like finding yourself in terms of your sexuality, but also like this show deals with like this, identifying your like your purpose in life identifying where you fit within your relationships within the within families and and friends like the, it deals with identity in a lot of different uh, ways that i feel like it connects with a lot a lot more people because it hits all the all the different angles mm-hmm. and uh, as you mentioned well like self-esteem and self-improvement like those are all like uh, they they can be specific, but at the same time, the show deals with them in a way where like it, it affects people in different places in, in their lives. But because that's such like a uni- a universal thing to be dealing with, I also really like that Rebecca confirmed that like being too empathetic can be a huge flaw because you often yeah. wind up hurting more than helping. Like in Rose's case, like mm-hmm. or Pink Diamond, whatever she tried to help other gems, but she wound up getting them corrupted. She abandoned both of her families even if she thought it was for the right reasons. And then Steven starts doing that kind of thing in Steven Universe Future. And that, to me, just kind of hit hard because I still struggle with that, and I'm, like, 10 years older well, than him. Well, I mean, that's the same thing for me. Like, like this, you know, giving so much, never leaving anything for yourself. Exactly. And I mean, I mean I'm going to therapy, you know, and I'm dealing with that, like, right now. And it's like... Yeah. Steven, you're 16. I'm glad you're getting you some therapy, bud. I wish yeah. I had therapy. I forgot about that. That was the most Good satisfying job. part of Steven Universe Future is that he got a therapist. Yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like, get yeah. that boy some medicine. Like, oh boy. Like, and I think that's another thing. It's just, that was really powerful, which, again, like, it's, life's hard, but it was really affirming when his everyone was like steven you need help and that is like just so nice (laughs) so nice it's nice to see him struggle with the fact that he didn't think he needed help because that happens so often and that that episode was so hard to watch i know it's like we've all been there and it's also like so that's the other thing this show this stupid show about (laughs) space aliens who were made out of lights Space rocks, warning and rocks, because they're made out of light, and they like shoot lasers. And Steven turned into a freaking kaiju. He, this show is so relatable because they tell real stories. Like these are, like, oh, you mean these two gay space aliens? They got issues, even though they come together to be a lesbian relationship. Yes, they have issues because they're people. It's amazing. Like, it's incredible. Also, just trauma in general. The way that it covers that was just chef's I am still, I will never get over as long as I live. I like how tasteful it was. Well, for me, it was just, I will never get over. Like, I know it's ridiculous, but, like, the fact that they had an x-ray of his head, and they were like, (laughs) are you okay? And I was like, he's not okay! And then the next episode, he gets beat up. (sighs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Steering Universe Future really, really went there. (laughs) So many bone uh, fractures. Yeah, and, and many emotional fractures as well. Uh, <laughs> um, next up would be me, but before we do that, we did get some contributions from from other co-hosts. For example, April Collins, who usually appears on our Ladybug podcast, but also does Keep Up With Steven Universe. Uh, she had this to, to write in. Uh, words can't describe how much this show means to me, and even though it's ended, I'll continue to love and cherish it. I guess my favorite memory to share is when I first started watching the show. I was at the gym, running like a crazy person on the treadmill, <laughs> and the episode Lion 3 Straight to Video just came on. Oh, I don't God. I don't have the best relationship with my parents, so this naturally is a touchy subject for me. Anyway, I immediately start ugly crying in the gym. It wasn't until that episode that I was fully committed to this world and everything it's had to offer. 
This last season hit me in ways that I couldn't describe simply because I'm currently going through the exact situation as Steven, which we've echoed here already too. Uh, it provides a sense of hope that everything will one day be okay. Mm. Um, uh, Lion 3 Straight to Video is also like one of those early emotional episodes of the show that like when you're, when you're watching, especially season one, given it's like, you know, mostly happy, uh, uh, monster of the week vibe. So like you're not prepared for when Lion 3 shows up, but, um, I, I, I can see how, how that episode would affect uh, people with, uh, with fractured family relationships, which is also something that gets touched on throughout the show, right? Like how to deal with a family, uh, with a family history that it is causing you problems in the present because of being estranged. Like I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, I like how they show other characters going through that too. Like in season two, when Sadie's trying to like do her concert and her mom is being a helicopter parent. That was so yes. relatable. Oh, oh man. my God. A lot of it. I like how they don't just limit it to Steven because he has a lot <laughs> that he's going through. And even with Lars, like he doesn't have the best relationship with his parents. And, you know, it's done so well. Well, like, also on, like, the positive stretch, also we, we've commented in the past on how, like, nuclear families are kind of the minority in this show. And we see, like, people being okay in their regular relation, regular lives, becoming from non-traditional families. And that's also a huge thing to portray. Like, that's also something that's normal, right? And, like, you can, mm-hmm. you are capable of thriving in that situation as well. So that's, like, the, the flip side <laughs> of what uh, seasons one and two do with their focus on... <clears throat> on the town residence. Um, <clears throat> uh, so I guess uh, I'll go to my, my story here. Um, th- this is a story I've told on Discord, and I, I think y'all have he- heard it before, but I don't think I've said, uh, said it on the podcast before. But uh, a specific episode that, that hits me is uh, The Question, which is the, the Ruby Sapphire Marriage Proposal episode. Yes! And, and, <laughs> well, and that's... Most what, gay. Well, it, it's interesting, right? Because, I mean, I, I think I'm the only heterosexual person on this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Um, yes. But, but uh, um, I watched that episode. Well, at the time, I come from a conservative family, which doesn't handle handle gay stuff well, um, to the point where when I was initially learning about, about like cartoons like Adventure Time and Korra that had gay stuff, I had to make sure that my parents weren't around when I was watching it. And the question came around, uh, this was at a point where I was already, you know, becoming independent and realizing that I don't need to live my life in a way where I'm afraid of supporting well, of supporting what's right. And the, my parents were over visiting at, at the time when this week, week of episodes was going on. So the question comes on. I know what it's what it's about because I read synopses beforehand, and so I'm watching it there on my on my phone. Like, and I have to wait for my parents to go to sleep, and I'm there on my phone on in bed, like watching. It. I'm like, wow, this is like so beautiful, and like I'm like reacting to the people on Discord after the fact. But then, like at, at some point, it hits me like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I hiding? Who, well, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing here. What, there's no shame to be had in enjoying this if this is as beautiful as the show is presenting, right? And that that felt to me like kind of a tipping point where, from there on, like I was a lot more open with with my parents about you know what I what I was doing. Shortly after I I left, I officially left the religion that that I was a part of, and that ended up causing a rift in the family. But in events like I mean, a show like Steven Universe, which portrays uh, those relationships as totally valid, equal in, uh, to the, the, the quote unquote normal relationships that the rest of the media shows, that these are as normal as anybody else and that we shouldn't be treating them any differently. And uh, Steven, uh, while shows like Adventure Time like hinted at that over, over the years, but there's nothing as obvious as Steven Universe, at least in my watching experience. And so th- this show really helped me to open my, open my eyes to like how I, I was living my life personally. And uh, helped in my my eventually calling for, for independence from the toxic environment that I was that I was raised in. And as a side effect, also like learning about Steven Universe also led me to you guys, like uh, uh, get, being Aww. able to find to find a, a support system 
that because for a long time as well, like I didn't really have uh, much friends, but because of the fact that I finally had a support system I could lean on was also a contributor to me finally being able to to seek my independence and like live my own life. So that that was so in a sense, Steven Universe also helped with that. So uh, all in all, the Steven Universe has just been very meaningful to me because it, it in many occasions it, it helped as uh, it gave me various uh, factors into becoming what I consider now to be a, a better, healthier, uh, a better, healthier person than what I was a, even just a couple of years ago. So I, I thank Steven Universe for for doing all of that. A really beautiful story. Like, yeah, I don't. Not to be like, not a lot of heteros do that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think like. No, like with Steven Universe, especially like all the most of the people I know are queer and they're like, this show means a lot to me because of the queer stuff. And I was able to like come out. But like, even if you're not queer and you see this, you could take something away from it. Like, right. Well, yeah, I don't so hear- like the toxic masculinity and like, like it's very anti toxic masculinity in the show. And that's the other thing we're talking about. Like representation is important for, you know, us gays. But it's also important so other people are like... Yeah. Hmm. So people who aren't gay still understand how it works. Yeah. Like, I think... And, like, I'm really... You know, not to be... Like, to be, you know, very serious. Like, I'm, like, I'm really happy for you. And, like... Yeah, me too. And it's also just... And it, that that's also extremely... Like, obviously, not the same as having to come out to someone. But it's very much, like... It is a closeted life, mm-hmm. and it's hard to not be who you are. And I will say, like you know, I I was lucky enough that when I came out to my parents, that they were extremely supportive. But it's definitely, I mean, it's hard. Like I'm lucky in my immediate family, but it is I can't talk to like extended relatives, and I have a very small family. Like I can't talk to like family members about like certain things, and it's extremely isolating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, and I am, and I had a very similar experience with, like, I found um, from the spirit world uh, a other podcast that we, <laughs> some of us were on when I was sixteen, and I've been here since then, and it was very much a, you know, no one at school watched the shows I watched, no one talked about the stuff I wanted to talk about, and to find a community, and I think Steven Universe is. Where's Dylan? He needs to do his Harry Potter count. <laughs> I, in that Harry Potter was a very unifying kind of worldwide phenomenon. I do firmly believe that Steven Universe is very similar. It's better. It, oh, it's absolutely no, it better. better. <laughs> we didn't have to say that. That's so duh. But uh, yes, it is. It, you know what? I agree with you. It's true. Like, it's just so obvious. But that's... And I think that's so important for, you know, to create a community. Like, I was really impacted. I can't remember what it was. Was it when the movie was announced? Like, I just remember, one. Of, hopefully one of you will remember what event this was. But it's. I remember watching it on TV. Like, Estella's singing in this very large group of people. And everyone's, like, wearing Steven shirts. Oh, that was Comic-Con, I think, Comic-Con. two years ago. She sang, um... Oh, God, the song! Her well, first st- song! Stronger Than You. Yeah. Oh, you. oh yeah. yeah. And they pass out t-shirts, yeah. That was right. huge. Yeah, so it's, to me, that was, like, a really big moment. And, yeah. and like, to feel... And, like, I... Like, okay, I have a Steven shirt. Duh, obviously. <laughs> and... We all, I, th- I hope we all do. Yeah. And so, obviously, I also have the tank top, because I know who I am. And so... <laughs> Like, it's, you know, to go out in public and people to be like, hey, I like your shirt. Like, mm-hmm. I know that's so dumb, but like, with, Ooh, you know, it's Steve. Not. It's nice. Like, and it's, it's so affirming and just, and for it to be a show like Steven Universe, it means a lot. Like, I wear my Avatar The Last Airbender shirt and I'm shocked all the time with how many people are like, I like your shirt. I'm like, everyone yeah, that's a mood. <laughs> but like, it's such a mood. And then, but like, it's, I, it's different than a show like Steven Universe. Like, it means a lot. And, Look, I'm glad the heteros like Steven. Like it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I just believe that it's uh, a big part of representation as well is making sure that it, its acceptance is con- forever growing because that's an, an what feels like a never ending battle. But like shows like Steven Universe 
uh, I, I think can be meaningful towards that, especially with the, the younger generations, right? Like just right. normalizing that from an early age is uh, something that should be done. Um, before we get to Michelle, uh, I also have a comment here from Steve, um, who wanted to. Oh, Steve! Here. Steve, yeah. Uh, Steven Universe was a show that showed me that eleven-minute episodes can be as fulfilling as twenty-two-minute episodes of other shows. How it broke barriers with LGBT representation is something that can't be overlooked. Uh, when it comes to representation, I think there's a before Steven and after Steven, and it is that big. P.S. Peridot might be one of the top ten animated characters of all time. That's awesome. Uh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, Peridot is a fun character. Um, <laughs> Her growth is also very, it's done incredibly well. Like, from oh my God. she first arrives to the ending, she's crying about Steven in the end. And then the oh my God, episode, I was like, to that, kill was, him. that was the like one, like, I wasn't going to cry during the finale. And then when Peridot, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to lose it. Like, <laughs> it was so good. Like, just the way she says it, she's like, you, you kept like fighting for me. Like, I don't, I didn't yeah. understand why you would like oh, bother, but you like, still yeah. did. And don't give up on so yourself. Much. Yeah, she's like, so good. She, I'm gonna cry. Oh my god, when he gives her his shirt, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> my own Steven shirt. I'm like, I'm gonna cry. I like, like I hate her not, but obviously. <laughs> Because wow. she made you cry. Yes, like, <laughs> we all know I love Peridot. I'm literally Peridot. I like, hate Steven because he made me cry on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> oh, all the way on the floor. That's that's powerful. No, I had to like mm. get down, like curl up into a ball. Yeah, I, I, I so much crap one time. I think it's when I found like I like was like I was in the floor. Oh my god, <laughs> in the floor. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's like, see, like, see, the like, we're talking like, about underground. <laughs> clipped through the floor uh, um, uh, and also just with Peridot um, also what uh, I joined social media very very late because of the, uh, of the uh, strict family beforehand so when I joined uh, I think it was Facebook was probably the first thing I used the Peridot on the computer avatar and that's also like what I use for Discord what I use for Twitter it's, it's oh. like I, I feel very 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 seen by Peridot I've yet to change it I'm not sure I ever will like it just it feels like I thought you were I thought you were going to say she was the first person you followed on Twitter because that would also <laughs> oh my God, you should follow Peridot on Twitter okay when Peridot uh, ran Cartoon Network's Twitter that was, oh my like, God, that was the, the best, best thing, thing. Oh you should just God. keep doing that. They yeah. should just. Uh, there, there was also a brief period of time where former storyboarder Zook was running a, twi- a Peridot Twitter account, and that that was. Uh, that. The, That's the one I'm thinking the, of. The halcyon days of, of Steven Universe yeah. social media. <laughs> I do, I do want to say, like, legitimately, uh, something else that Steve said was, I do, do believe that there is a before Steven and there is an after Steven. Just like, does that mean in terms of like what representation? Yeah. yeah, like there is a before Korra and there is an after Korra mm-hmm. and Steven follows in the tradition that like we, you know, it's hard not to draw everything back to Korra and then everything that came afterwards. And I mean, Rebecca Sugar and the entire team at Steven Universe has fought tooth and nail mm-hmm. and they wow. have put it, they, I mean, the fact that they like... One, the stuff they got away with in the beginning was like crazy. And then yeah. <laughs> like and then they just kept pushing, pushing, and they're like, they're gonna make out on TV and they're gonna get gay married and you have to deal with it. <laughs> like Oh my god. In fact and then and then because of Steven Universe probably, they were like, Okay, we're gonna have rats get married on our third. I'm like, That's right, guys. That's right. <laughs> Was that like, also censored in foreign countries? Because I'm was. not over the fact that the oh, Rufai wedding is censored. Yeah, it's well, that's the other thing. And that, that's also the excuse everyone likes to use. Not, like, obviously it's true. But, like, everyone's like, oh, they don't do this because they don't want it to get blah, blah, blah in other countries. And I'm like, okay, sure, Jan. Sure, sure. <laughs> and it's just, there really is a before and after Steven. And, I mean, yeah. we see this in she We see this in Voltron. <clears throat> Voltron. Um, <laughs> like, they're just really, like, and it's incredible. Like, Steven not only is so meaningful as a show in itself, but it has done so much. And I, not just LGBT representation, it has done so much for animation, it has done so much for children's animation. And I really do think, you know, it has lended itself to another thing that Steve said was 11-minute episodes. Like, I first start watching it, I'm like, this is garbage. What is this <laughs> nonsense that I have to watch? That was kind of how I felt when I started it, too. And I will it was very say, filler. I, am, I will say, though, I am that person who OG loves Cookie Cat, and I will die on this hill. I... <laughs> Love Cookie like the Cat. song or like the idea of Cookie Cat? Both. 
question mark. <laughs> um, and then, good, good and I know it's so Michelle. dumb. And then, so, and again, it's so dumb. But then that was also very meaningful me meaningful to me in the finale when they all start singing Cookie Cat. One, because co- Stephen is Cookie Cat. Number two, it's like <laughs> just it's a cookie cat. Like I don't, but like, it's so dumb. Also, I enjoy circular narratives. It began on cookie yes. cat. It's done cookie cat. Like, Ooh, cookie cat was just... also Rose and it's exactly. still a circle. Yeah, I think cookie cat. she was so, the OG and Steven's like so the new cookie cat. And it, that's the thing we had, we had bad cookie cat. Now we have good cookie cat, cookie cat and cookie kitten. Yes. Oh like my it. God. But like cookie the, teenager. But beginning yeah. on cookie cat and ending on cookie cat just smashes my circular narrative button. Like so hard. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like we, we could do a different podcast on like how Steven universe change, like it, it will affect future animation. Like, I oh, think yeah. that, that, that's, that's oh, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's own topic. 25 like, different... Steven universe podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll find ways to keep it steady. This, but um, circling back to like personal emotional connection, uh, Michelle, uh, we now go to you. Um, well, what, what's what's a theme or episode that you especially connected with over the course of the show? Well, I think maybe the going last is maybe a curse spot in this case because just like after everything everyone else has said and it's all so good, it's yeah, hard. As to... long as it's personal to you, it doesn't yeah. matter. We're not judging here between who's better or anything. Okay. Well, I mean, again, this is no secret to any of you. I've been firm on this since forever, but Rose's Scabbard, I think, is hands down, like, one of the best what? episodes ever. What? talking about ever. Rose's Scabbard? <laughs> okay, this is my time to hug it. You got to hug before, so just hang on. Yeah, the floor is yours. The floor is yours. But, like, to, to I want to, like, start with Rose's Scabbard, but also... I guess, like, when I initially jumped on the Steven train, when it first started being a thing, what really excited me about it, other than the fact that, like, I really was fascinated by the idea of Rebecca having her own show, because she had, she'd made such standout episodes in Adventure Time already, like, she definitely had, like, a very particular vibe that was very positively regarded by a lot of, like, you know, AT stands, um, for good reason, and a lot of the best songs... Um, so the idea for having your own show was like just it was like oh man like if she, this is what she's like as like half of a board team like can you imagine her show running? Um, because like when you when you first see like Steven in the ensemble, I mean it was it was a really big deal that Garnet Amethyst and Pearl were like three female presenting people mm-hmm. in the main cast. Like that's not a thing you saw on Cartoon Network. Like, really? Or just in television. Or in television, especially for kids' shows. Um, So, like, I think initially the thing I was really excited about was just this idea of subversion. Um, I think I very specifically was curious about how things were going to be subverted from, like, a gendered perspective. I mean, Steven does wear a lot of pink. Um, The fact that he, like, looked up to the Crystal Gem so much, especially, like, in the pilot that's pretty well established in the early episodes, like, he very much is there to kind of, like, learn the ropes from them, and he idolizes them so much. But that subversion really took on, like, like an exponentially broader path than I ever could have anticipated. And I think, like, one of the best examples of that is Rose's Scabbard, because it encapsulates... One of the nicest things about Steven being the protagonist and having just, like, this incredible streak of, like, care and optimism. Because, like, in season one especially, like, we all talk about how it starts off really fun and positive and they're just fighting a lot of monsters. But somewhere down the road, all three of the gems start having, and even Greb to some extent, like, laser light cannons when they really talk about Rose being gone the first time. Um, or second time technically um but it's like everyone's grieving and having like these these emotional battles that they're trying to hide from steven but it's not totally working and i feel like rosa scabbard's like the best encapsulation of this because the show spends so much time before rosa scabbard showing that like you know all of his Gem moms love Steven and they they help him in different ways because they have very distinctive personalities. And Pearl's always been the most like kind of especially in season one, like neurotic mother figure. Like she mothers him more than anyone. Um 
and seeing her lowest point where she's just like she her relationship with Rose has been hinted at like I think like especially firmly and like indirect kiss before this like a few things here and there but like this was the this was the episode where you get the impression like oh like this is like deep like painful romantic love that was going on the whole time and Pearl even gets to a point where like it's so upsetting to her that Rose could have kept secrets from her because like their relationship is so like so long-term and so complicated um, in a way that none of the other gems are like the fact that she didn't know about Lion just is just freaked her out. And because she's at such a low point, she's, she like lets down her shield enough to like show Steven the side of her that really resents that he exists at all because the fact that he's there means that Rose can't be there. And she's always been carrying that around. And we never, we never knew until that moment that that had always been the case. And like one, it blew my mind that like Pearl was able to like show this side of her and not have it immediately being condemned as like a bad person because that's like a very easy thing to do. And I will stress, especially with like women characters, I think there's a lot more pressure to be like sad in the right way in a, a much more like quiet, like not obstructive, not aggressive way. And if you're not sad that way, like the plot's not nice to you and other characters aren't nice to you. And it's not framed as a positive, good thing. And the fact that Steven is so empathetic to her and he just like, he doesn't know what to say. Like he didn't know any of this and he doesn't know how to feel about the fact that she has a part of herself that like kind of feels terrible that she's upset that he exists at the same time as she does love him. But all I can think of to say is that like, I think you're pretty great. And that's like, that's what she needs in that moment. And it's like, that's like one of the most subversive things I can think of because like Steven as a character, while there is like so much subversion of like gender roles and like, what is masculine? What is feminine? What is a positive way to be strong? Like, what kinds of people should you be in the world? Like, Stephen, I feel like he's been, like, the most revolutionary just because, like, his kindness is so crazy important. And, like, the fact that he's the main character means, and I feel like I, I say this every year or forever, but it's, like, if little kids are watching this, if adults are watching this, like, you have to start somewhere in terms of normalizing, like, healthy, positive, proactive relationships and treatment of other people. And that's just, like... The best example to me, it's such a good encapsulation of what Steven had done up to that point and goes on to do. Like, he does it with Lapis, he does it with Peridot, he does it with the Diamonds. And the show, like, as any good show, like, it, it further complicates those things because I do agree that, like, Steven took empathy to a, a, a really unhealthy place after a while. Like, these aren't things Steven should have to like, he doesn't really have the emotional bandwidth as a child to deal with these things. But I think, like, that aside, it is still a really, like, I always, like, think it's fascinating that, like, the Crystal Gems hated Lapis. Like, they wanted nothing to do with her. They wanted to keep her cracked in that mirror forever. But Steven was the one who was like, no, like, I want to hear this person's side of the story. I think they're worth saving. And he does that over and over again, despite, like, what other people in his life that are portrayed as good people think, like, Stephen is the one always giving people second chances. And I, like, I don't think that's, like, simplistic or dumb. I think that's, like, so amazing as a message. So, like, I don't know. I just, like, honestly, like, the, the hopefulness of Stephen as a show and just, like, how that vibe affects so many interpersonal relationships and so many character arcs is, like, hands down what I think is, like, the best thing about it. Because, I don't know, it just, that's the kind of energy, like, I want to see in the world, and that I want to see, like, other shows, especially children's shows, carry forward. Because, obviously, you can, you can do so much with that um, in very specific ways. You can still talk about trauma and pain and give characters, like, enough real personhood to be interesting and feel like real valid people that you relate to and you can also be very queer and very subversive but I feel like the ultimate message of it just being like 
be a good person, care about people, don't be an asshole, like, try to help people, not hurt them, like, fix your messes when you f*** up, because you will f*** up, and the f***ing up's not always the worst thing, and the getting better is, like, honestly, I think that's, like, the most amazing thing ever, and it's just, like, it was handled so succinctly the entire time in the show, which is a feat in of itself, but it's just, like, it's so empowering, I'm just so proud of them. Yeah, that, that very well said, Michelle. I think you, you did a, a a really good job. Uh, De- even Delaney is putting in chat a uh, beep beep. I love Michelle. <laughs> yeah, no, that's beep, beep, <laughs> I want to. I just can I compare it to Avatar again? I hate to be yes, happy because I went in seeing Stephen. He reminded me so much of Aang in the fact that they're both very optimistic, empathetic people, and they try to be a pacifist whenever it's possible. But the difference I really liked was that Aang went from I don't want to fight, it's not good, ever, bad, 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 to sometimes it's necessary. And Steven kind of, from the beginning, was like, not I want to fight, but like I want to like kick ass and take names because it's my destiny, to I don't want to fight and let's talk things out if it can be avoided to fight, because fighting is never the best answer. And they do it so well, like you were saying, even with like the way that Pearl is not like depicted as like she's gonna hurt him or something but like no that she doesn't really want him around even though she cares about him and he still handles it in a very very optimistic way that you're like how can you do that you like are don't you feel bad but he's just such a precious boy and in that way i feel like he was not handled better than Aang because it's a very different universe but he's just more pure and it works in a different way well, it's hard to say for me how much was I already going to be like this versus how much Steven Universe has influenced me, but I absolutely believe in radical kindness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, and I, now, I've actually, as of March 28th, I've been vegetarian for five years. Okay, and nice. I firmly believe in the value of all life. And that is something that Steven Universe has hit upon. And, like, what you were talking about, like, that is, to me, like, the most meaningful thing that Steven Universe has probably done for, like, the universe. Haha. <laughs> but um, I think that's really, like, why Steven is so impactful. And you, there aren't shows like this. There's always drama for the sake of drama. Or, like, you have to fight. And, like, I know we all joke, like, oh, wow, I can't believe Steven Universe ended on a giant group hug. But of course it did. Yeah. Like, of course it did. Yeah. And, like, that was, you know, and we'd be like, oh, we made a new villain. Well, when are they going to be best friends? Like, but, like, that's, that doesn't happen. Like, it is the norm in Steven Universe, but it's not the norm in literally any other show. And I think another big influence Steven Universe has had is on another one of our shows, She-Ra. Like, Adora is very much a character that I think is walking in Steven's shoes. Mm. Um, and she, you know, she is so painfully good to her own, like, detriment. (laughs) And that's just a really, like, it's just so important. And these characters, like, these things don't exist in live action shows. Like, what we're, like, this doesn't happen on, like, you know, quote unquote regular TV. And to have watched this for years and to know that there are children watching this and also, you know, people our age and people in between and people older and like, it's just such an important message, especially, you know, I think now, right now. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, honestly, like, when you think about, like, you're saying Delaney, there is that joke of, like, oh, there's a new villain, when is Steven going to be the best friend? The reason that feels really, like, understandable and not frustrating is because Steven always works really hard to, like, understand where everyone else is coming from, and he takes the time to kind of get their perspective, and it's always different, like, Amethyst's like, Ark is so different from Peridot, who's so different from Pearl, who's so different from Garnet, who's so different from Lapis. But Steven always takes the time to, like, sit down and talk to them and kind of, like, come at a situation in a way that makes sense for them, which is a lot of, like, personal attention to detail. And I feel like that's, like, one of the best things, too, because, like, it's so much easier to just, like, hate what we don't understand 
And it's so much harder to try to like empathize and work with someone that we don't know about or we have no experience about before. But like, as the show reflects, like it ends up being a lot more rewarding. Like I always keep thinking back to future. It's like, I know Steven's like a giant kaiju worm, but also he, there are so many people in his life that are going to help him through this that is a direct result of all the time and care he spent in making them important to him and has actively been improving their lives before this. So it's really a testament to him that they're all here over anything else. And I just, I think, just think that's so great. Like, Again, like I don't think it's simplistic to think that like when they're when when you see someone or something and someone tells you like, oh well that thing's just bad, like don't worry about it, and to actually question it and be like, Well, like maybe it's not, like maybe we should like reconsider and maybe I'll try to talk to them anyway, or try to go for the situation anyway, like the diamonds. Um, it might not always be successful, but I think like the spirit of wanting to understand and work through that, like be that optimism or, you know, compassion or confidence, I feel like it's one of the worthiest goals you can have as a person existing in the world, you know? Michelle, can I ask you a question? Yes. Because I know you love Jasper. Is it because she's, like, basically the opposite of him? (sighs) I mean... Like, I do understand that she's a very compelling character, but especially with the way the series ended, I want to know what your thoughts are. I mean, they have changed a little. Like, Rebecca doesn't talk about Jasper a lot in the past. She has more now in future in ways that have been really eye-opening to me. She does reflect a lot of negative things in future that Steven's kind of going through, um, which is not good for her or him. Mm-hmm. But I think initially the thing that was so sad about Jasper is, like, you know... All the gems, all the gems, if you're a crystal gem or a homeworld gem, like, everyone is kind of struggling with their own stuff, and Jasper's no different. And her whole thing I just thought was so interesting, because, like, we spend so much time with the crystal gems who were told they were broken and wrong and defective, so they're, like, the underdogs. Jasper's not an underdog. She is, like, the shining example of what a homeworld soldier can be, even though she was technically born on Earth and that's part of her baggage. She's like, oh, I was on the planet that got conquered by rebels and that's embarrassing. Mm. But, I mean, the fact that just, like, when she let herself get corrupted, it was really her pride just deciding that she would rather become a monster in for the sake of this broken system that she has, like, aligned her sense of identity to than to accept the help from someone that she looks down on, which I think is just the saddest thing, especially with Amethyst, like, saying, I got you, sis, after that, and kind of being like, look, we're both court, like, I understand, like, we're both from this planet. I just, like, it's really, it's just, like, kind of tragic in a way, and I just, like, I keep hoping she's gonna, like, push through that. Yeah, that makes more sense. I thought you were just, like, I love that she's a villain, but the fact that it's a sad story (laughs) makes more sense. Yeah! I mean, she also, just her character design, like, I'll never... Yeah, no, she's great. Like, Scorpio's, like, I keep saying he's, like, Jasper 2.0, but, like, when Jasper first came out, like, again, like, I don't think I'd ever seen, like, an animated butch, like, person exude what Jasper was and everyone immediately was so in love with her like the fan art oh my god at the end yeah, of season come for me yeah uh so so yeah we'll, I, I think with that we'll begin wrapping up um as you can tell we've all got our different connections to the show over time um wh- wherever you're, you're listening to us whether this is at overtheanimated.com if you're listening to us on youtube feel free to leave comments on your own of like if if uh, Steven Universe has had an emotional connection with you, I, I'm, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but I will say, like, it always feels a bit therapeutic when I'm able to, like, share share out loud, like, how how my life has, has changed for because of, of the Steven Universe. So maybe a similar emotion will come out of you guys if you share your thoughts as well. Um, and you can also find us on Discord if you want to chat with us directly uh, about Steven Universe or other animated topics at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. We'll be um, crying you, about it for a while, so feel yeah, free. The, the, yeah, the, the Steven Universe channel will be there forever and ever, even if it never comes back. 
But uh, so you can also support us uh, at via Patreon at patreon.com slash overtheanimated. Uh, thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Nicholas, a.k.a. Nickelodeon. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Uh, besides Steven Universe Future, uh, we've also recently covered uh, Miraculous Ladybug. Uh, that podcast is still a trucking, including uh, Delaney there. Uh, also, we uh, talked about The Owl House, which recently had its mid-season finale. Um, upcoming, um, maybe Fruits Basket? Uh, I don't know what yes, the situation is yeah. with that. We have like to a couple do weeks. it! <laughs> so that, that may be coming back uh, in May. We'll we'll talk about aforementioned show Shira. Wait, I thought that was coming back. Oh, never mind. I thought you were talking uh, about Fruits May's Basket. May's a big month, yeah. Yeah, May, May is a, a Rick and What do we got? We got like, but, and well. She-Ra? But also She-Ra. Yeah, She-Ra finale. Yep, She-Ra. Uh, oh, no! Finale. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So we will we will be around to talk about other animated shows. It's possible we'll find another topic to talk about with Steven Universe Future. So just one one one. So many. Earlier. No, but, we're uh, never going <laughs> to talk about Steven ever again. Last okay, fine, we, we won't invite you, Delaney. Fine. Oh. <laughs> it's now wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the th- thanks for listening, guys. Uh, uh, it's been a pleasure talking about this uh, to to the microphone. Um, whenever we talk, we talk about the um, animation again. We'll be back. But until then, later. Bye. 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 Bye.